0: Welcome to the Don Pravda and Erica Gray show, The Twist. Welcome to the Twist News. I'm Erica Gray
1: and I'm Don Pravda. Welcome.
0: And today we're in Zurich, Switzerland. We're we
1: actually a... in Switzerland. Yes,
0: in the yes, the financial capital. Yes, the financial capital of this the world.
1: Magnificent city
0: and there's a good reason
1: Overlooking the river and the banks and the Alps are in the background to our left Uh, what a special time in our lives
0: and we're in Zurich for a good reason and that's because we were just in Brussels not too long ago and we want to talk about Brussels while we're here in Zurich because the last place that anyone's gonna want to be is Brussels
1: however Let's give them credit for the, the waffles and the crepes and the ice cream and the beer, which we don't drink, by the way. We don't drink beer.
0: And the chocolate is it's fantastic. Chocolate
1: is unbelievable.
0: But Don, right. what was your impression of the European Union headquarters? Don had not seen but. Brussels and neither had I. It was our first time going to the Berlaymont and seeing the EU headquarters. And Part of the reason that we're here is because the last place we wanted to be after entering Brussels was Brussels.
1: We were there, and I must tell you, the the area of the government is larger than Capitol Hill. It's an enormous complex and a certain, maybe even a darkness to it, (laughs) sort of a, a Star Wars feeling. You've entered this empire. However, perhaps they think differently, but we're certainly aware, Erica, that the future of the world is going to be determined in this area. And we're reminded when you're in Europe, there is a big election just a year, almost to the day, in May, next year, the EU president will be elected.
0: And in Brussels, So we're going to talk a little bit more about Brussels, because frankly, Don, I was very shocked because I expected a more sophisticated city, not a city that looked like it was dirty, old, creepy, weird. How about the weird factor of Brussels? Brussels has got to be the weirdest city in Europe, and we've been to many of the cities well, in Europe.
1: It had a, it had old world charm. You just can't say everything was was terrible. It's just a different feeling. It's not Paris anymore, and there is there's a a certain rustic uh, beauty to the city. You can't deny that, but it's not. It seems was not our place.
0: Wait somehow. a minute, rustic beauty. Uh, there was graffiti almost everywhere. A certain. And when you got well, into the train station there was this graffiti, the old style buildings that had no appeal and then you had these cathedrals that were literally spooky well, and a mix of people the, that were just somewhat odd and But the cathedrals and bizarre. are what
1: the draw is to the tourists, so the cathedrals are...
0: Not in Brussels, they're not going to Belgium. They're going to other cities in Europe. And when you go to Brussels, you understand yeah. why yeah. they're in other cities. But the shocking piece is that you hear so much if you, if you follow international news, you hear Brussels, 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 and you go there and you can't wait to leave. And the European buildings are monolith. Like it, they are staggering in their size and people have no idea because they look at the eu as an economic grouping but it's not it is a political power as much as it's an economic power don would you like to comment on that
1: well i think of it more as a particularly now a political city a political power where future decisions are made. We saw the headquarters of the EU, which is sprawling. This is not a little place. This is not a storefront. These this are enormous. This is not a
0: storefront. Enormous no, buildings. No, it's not a storefront. This is, uh,
1: and it's a, obviously a seat of power when you are there. It's sort of a, a kind of a United Nations that is present in Brussels.
0: Bigger than that. It's bigger than a United Nations. I don't think you have a clue until you see the buildings. And then we saw the EU Parliament in Strasbourg. It is just as powerful and monolith in in size as the Berlaymont, the council.
1: in, In this particular case, in the Parliament in Strasbourg, we were there inside. We were literally in the area where the voting is done, sort of like, for me, it, it reminded me a little bit of Congress in the United States, but it's larger. 705 people vote on legislation. In America, we have 435 Congress people and 100 senators. So it's larger in, in Strasbourg than in Washington and that's the feeling when you're there. It's it's an enormous complexes, and you feel a sense of history there, and you feel a sense the future of world history is going to be decided in, in France, in, uh, in Germany, and
0: Belgium. Well, we're actually, in Stras in Stras, yeah. uh,
1: Strasbourg. Strasbourg. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Excuse me, I got tongue-tied for a second, and in Brussels. Uh, The plenary in Strasbourg, the European Union Parliament meets 12 times a year. There's 12 plenaries that take place in Strasbourg. The other meetings take place in Brussels. But Brussels is definitely the city of weird. You have New York City, which is the greatest city in the world. Rome is an ancient city. Paris is charming. And Brussels is weird. I mean, would you say so, that was the that, one word to sum that, up Brussels?
1: That's why the people are eating all the waffles and, and ice cream, uh, all that sugar, <laughs> to escape the, the darkness and the hardship of the town. You
0: mean the creepiness of the city?
1: The chocolate, let's not forget the chocolate. You mean like Brussels is the stuff Uh, that
0: nightmares is made
1: of? You're walking around. I want another piece of chocolate now. (laughs) And pass me the hot chocolate and ice cream. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so and Brussels is definitely a creepy city, it is the city of weird, and it is the seat of the EU headquarters. I have, headquarters. A, I hey, have how a feeling they're there's... not going to
1: invite us uh, to this town now. The mayor won't be inviting us. Uh,
0: how about there's more UFO sightings in heard something. Belgium and in Brussels? I believe it's in Belgium, but probably in Brussels, than anywhere else. And I, you can see I don't think they
1: had a lot light. to say. We don't have uh, any recordings. but we have stories and...
0: And this is why we're in Zurich, okay. reporting Zurich, on yeah. Brussels, because this is a lovely city. I want to give you
1: magnificent magnificent city magnificent
0: city. So we'd rather be reporting about Brussels in Zurich yeah. than remaining in Brussels any longer than we had to. And that is what Brussels, so you're going to hear a lot in international news, Brussels, 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 especially as we report, on the European Union or we play various news clips and we just want to let you know that our impression was that it's this creepy city, city of weird, the EU buildings are monolith and powerful. Don, how did seeing Brussels and the EU Parliament in Strasbourg change your opinion of well, the European Union?
1: The change is when you see these grandiose buildings and you see the kind of territory they occupy and once you're there and you're inside the buildings, you know that this is a very serious group. This is, somehow we hear very little about the, we don't hear much about the parliament. In fact, when you come right down to it, mention these countries, France or Germany, or Holland we hear very little about them actually more about London I would say and more about Mr. Macron in Paris and in that government but EU very little so it's it's kind of uh, shocking how big it is and how many people are part of it and let's not forget every legislative body needs a staff they need people who work there the people who do the security. It's just like Capitol Hill. Everybody has a legislative uh, person who's been elected to their Congress. They have staffs, they have committee rooms, they have hearings. This is an enormous uh, body of legislature, an enormous complex.
0: Would you say, Don, that? these buildings are bigger than a New York skyscraper, the Burlamont.
1: Yes, they are. But
0: not as maybe...
1: Not quite as tall, Not quite as
0: tall, but but you have to see how spread out these buildings are, and tall. Maybe not as tall as a Manhattan skyscraper, but they're more actually substantial than one of those skyscrapers.
1: And don't forget, when you're in Washington, it's not only Capitol Hill, I mean, Department of Justice, Department of the Interior, Department of Agriculture. So you have these uh, enormous legislative buildings, government buildings, and likewise, that's what we just saw. We, it's a complex. It's, it's not, it's not a row house like Baltimore. It's, this is big time, major leagues. And we have no doubts about that.
0: Well, how about all of the talk through the last decade that the European Union was going to fall apart. We don't see no. that or hear that as much no. anymore. not at all. And would you say that five years ago, Don, based on those buildings which have been up for some time, would you say that the EU is going to fall apart no. or was going to fall apart seven absolutely years ago not. or eight years ago when it was reported? No, absolutely not.
1: No, not falling apart.
0: Would you say that from seeing the buildings, from, there's a big, huge yeah. misconception about the European Union?
1: Absolutely. Would you it's say it's not small? It's big. Yeah. It's competitive. It's real, and it's not going anywhere. It's staying.
0: Would it's you not say? Going, it's, that the EU is an empire? Absolutely. That's what Absolutely. Manuel Barroso, former commission president Manuel Barroso stated. The EU is an empire. And you can clearly see it. And you can feel the power of this empire just in those buildings. How about in Strasbourg when we were taking the little tour? And what was your reaction? One part of the tour had the European Parliament building.
1: Well. Oh. The, the, let's just say the EU is not really on the tour it's almost like something you wave to the building <laughs> it's it's not a big part of their tour it's a small part except you see it in the background on the tour and that's all there is
0: and it almost the, the buildings almost we were inside. actually don't match the city like the yeah, city is very right. quaint it's got german architecture you know between the german and french architecture a lot of german in that part of the city Uh, it was upscale for its time it is beautiful and quaint and lots of antiquity and then you have this mammoth modern building in the form or the architecture it was designed to be like a modern Tower of Babel.
1: Sort of uh, reminds you of the movie Star Wars. When <laughs> you, you enter, you're no longer in the empire of light, you're getting closer to the empire of darkness. And the contrast in the film we will just say the, the good people entering darker, unknown territories. Of course, you know who's going to win the battle in, in Star Wars, the people of light. This is a little bit more nuanced, and we'll have time to talk about that in the future.
0: Well, I felt that the Brussels felt like the Twilight Zone, and it was almost this land of bizarre. Even when you're in the Grand Place at night, yeah. it's almost like you're you're a small thing, and you're you're a figure in a giant dollhouse. It's like you could but see that Disney probably the, borrowed from... It was from, a lot
1: of fun. People enjoyed themselves in, in the Grand Place, but we beautiful. had some... Yeah. That's oh, probably the most beautiful that's a, part of that's Brussels, the,
0: the Grand Place. I think the
1: best part, and actually uh, people are very excited about being there. They're from different parts of the mm-hmm. country, and then there's the regular people from Belgium who simply enjoy it and uh, let's not forget about all of that chocolate.
0: Oh yes, the chocolate oh. is phenomenal. Like you start Which eating that chocolate, eat. you can't stop. The Belgian waffles are great. But it's still Belgium. Okay. And it's Brussels and we were there for a day and okay. that was enough. Okay. That was enough. Now we're in... We saw the Brilymont yes. and
1: We're in magnificent Switzerland now, and we're heading to Italy.
0: Yes, we're going to be at the Vatican and reporting also from the, possibly reporting from the Vatican, but it might be a bit too busy to do so. But also with the parliament, the EU parliament now, I was there four years ago, and it has changed dramatically. There's lots of security, there's almost the buildings have expanded there's more and it's a very secure complex it wasn't like that as much before there weren't the levels of security that there are now and we noted the or Don noted the the noble aspects of the European project the noble Absolutely.
1: the goals noble the goals really founded by two women in fact two jewish women well, louise Weiss yes, and yes. simone vey
0: well actually but, they were they were part of the european union yeah. uh, simone vey was uh, the first Federalist
1: ideas yes
0: female president, first president of the of EU parliament parliament yeah,
1: which is quite an achievement going back to 1979 but and while its
0: goals are lo- are are wonderful you know the unity and despite diversity and preventing war on its its soil again, there's almost this, this same mistake that the United States has been making, which is our democracy is so great. We're now going to export this everywhere. We are the shining example. So there is that attitude now that the European Union has, that the United States has been very guilty of having and carrying this, We're our way is the best way, we are number one, we are now going to export this to the world. Did you see that element, Don, in the writings?
1: Yes, absolutely, the, the writings, a, let's focus on two people for now. Uh, Louise Weiss and Simone Weil and their followers, and that uh, Louise Rice, Weiss knew the greatest writers of her generation, and they participated in her project in her little, actually, college. Uh, they believed in what they were doing. They they looked at their work like the French Enlightenment, uh, goals of peace and uh, of countries uniting together for common purposes, including not going to war over steel and coal and commodities and trying to prevent war. However, the reality is it didn't really happen. On the other hand, uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote about um, all this, a lot of democracy and, and every man is equal. But this, the country had to go through wars, changes, the end of slavery, and in this country where we're at, they have been to war, and they know what it was like to to go through world wars, and and they remember the casualties of war, and people being deported from their nations.
0: Right. So while it's noble and lofty. Yeah. Right. Part of the problem is there's a huge democratic deficit within the institutional structure of the European Union. And then it's the old saying that absolute power corrupts absolutely. And now you have the EU making rules which the other nations must follow, such as its Digital Services Act. AI, that's the new one on the table for AI. That's just been approved by the European Parliament. They're going to write the rules there battery directive, you have Emmanuel Macron who came out and talked about reciprocity clauses, so now it's going to be their brand of democracy and you have certain countries like the Visegrad countries that are not in agreement with the brand of democracy and so there are definitely some issues which need to be looked at with an empire now that is beginning to punch up to its weight and have potential power. Don and I talked to a Romanian yes. while we were in the EU Parliament and he stated that he foresees that the EU is going to overtake the Correct. United States. That view, Don, that was view not common. there before.
1: But now it's it is common, because you say?
0: becoming becoming more I mean Mm -hmm. it was almost shocking to hear that being voiced so anyway the point of uh, this show is to talk about the EU but also to talk about Brussels and how shocked I was it was my first time in Brussels seeing how creepy weird the city actually is and that this would be the seat of the EU's power. This would be the capital. This is the place that all of the Europhiles are going because it's the place you want to go and leave as soon as possible, uh, other than to be munching on Belgian chocolate.
1: Which they deserve credit. Which they deserve
0: for going into the uh, city of weird. And so, (laughs) creepy city. It's no surprise that uh, the UFOs are flying over this city. And the nice
1: people there bring us back, the good people, and if there's a good UFO out there, we welcome your invitation.
0: <laughs> and the, and the, besides the city of Weird, this is where this empire and the buildings almost are in contrast but at the, of the city, but at the same time, they're part of this city of Weird and how powerful the, that these buildings actually are. So anyway, this has been our broadcast from Zurich, Switzerland. We're going to sign off just giving you a lovely view of this city. We would rather not show you Brussels because we don't think you want to see it. We wanted to get out of it. And
1: and, uh, I'm going to say hello to my friends in Antwerp. And they're doing very well in Antwerp, by the way. And the people there love France.
0: So we're going to sign off, but as we sign off, I'm going to give you a lovely view. So stay tuned, stay tuned till next time as re report. We just wanted to report today on the creepiness of Brussels and how shocking it is that this is the EU headquarters and in summing up the powerful buildings that already exist. This is not an economic grouping. That is a huge misconception. This is political. Anyway, stay tuned till next time and enjoy this lovely view of Zurich. And thank goodness it's not Brussels. for more from Don Provda and Erica Gray for their twist on world news.